Don't criticize it. <laughs> it's the Trail Show featuring Lawton Disco Grinter, Felicia P.O.D. Emocio, Mike Dilo DiLorenzo, Paul Max Maganati. And now from Dilo's basement, it's the Trail Show. Live from DiLorenzo Studios in the historic beer district of Boulder, Colorado, you are listening to The Trail Show. We are now heard in 60 countries around the world. It is Thursday, December 13th, and we are delighted to have you along with us today. A special thanks to all our listeners and folks downloading the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or visit thetrailshow.com and click the subscribe to iTunes button. And more importantly, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, it's up to you to spread the word about The Trail Show. The other thing I want to encourage folks to do is head over to iTunes and actually give us a five-star rating and maybe a positive comment. Podcasts do well from those types of ratings, so if you can find a minute on your lunch break or uh, when you're not out hiking a trail... Give us a five-star rating. We'll be thankful forever. Today's show is sponsored by The Trail Show Cafe Press online store once again. Head on over to cafepress.com slash thetrailshow to find all the Trail Show swag you could possibly need and then some. They've got coffee mugs, pint glasses, stickers, magnets, beer labels, hoodies, hats, and t-shirts, all with the Trail Show logo. We get 20% of the profits, which helps us keep this show afloat. You'll be helping us while showing your support for the show at the same time. That's cafepress.com slash the trail show. Makes a great gift. Thanks. Yeah, folks, you, you all really need to head over there and uh, pick up a shirt, maybe a pint glass. Stocking stuffers. Tra- a travel mug, a coffee <clears throat> mug. Pair of socks. Pair of socks. No socks, I'm afraid. No uh, socks. Hoodies. Hoodies. Technical t-shirts. Get yourself a hoodie. And it pays for our beer and bandwidth. Beer and bandwidth. And um, guess what? He was filming a special across the hall. Today we have Sean Pepper Forey in studio. Pepper, it's good to have you here, man. Thanks, man. It's good to be here. Yeah. Pepper's uh, live in studio today. He's going to talk to us a little bit about the great Himalaya Trail. That I will. Amongst other things. And there might be something something to do with a, a contest. Yep. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. We'll be it. talking about that later. I cannot wait. Good times. I'm sure Pepper's game. I'm always game, I think. <laughs> and by, <laughs> by the way, you do realize this is the third show in a row now that you've been on, although you've only been in studio for one show, this show. That's, that's how I roll. I hog the bandwidth. Yeah. <laughs> that's why... That's we, should why get, we should get some money from him to pay for our bandwidth. He's <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Who, how about a little, you know, yeah. fiver, tenner? Yeah, I'll throw yeah. something your way. Good. All right. So today we'll be covering Mag's recent trip to Utah, the results of our win-a-date-with-pepper contest, Ooh. Um, Dilo's monastery beer problems. Very, very difficult for me, people. Which I'm, very I'm, difficult for me. It's kind of an obscure thing. I don't really even know what it's that means. It's not that obscure. Okay. It's, it's, it's a national thing. It's a national thing. International, um, I would say. Uh, what else we got on the table here? Well, P.U.D. and I are going to brag a bit our, about our upcoming trip to Hawaii's Big Island and Volcanoes National Park, where we're going to be doing some hiking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flying out for that Christmas Eve, but we'll get into that later. 
Tales from the Trail with Squatch live via satellite link once again tonight. He's not in Weed, California. I know our listenership's going to be disappointed, but he he's still in California, just not in Weed. Okay. Is he at his parents' house this time? I don't know. We'll have to ask him. Okay. He's got some new dogs that just got castrated. Yes. We'll ask him about that too. Is one of them named Justin Bieber? <laughs> oh, you heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A blast from the past. Justin uh, Bieber got castrated? Well, uh, no. It's a side note. Yeah. Moving we, on. Moving on. Yeah, that sounds like big news. I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't hear about that. <laughs> I've got some uh, audio from 2008, what I'm going to be calling the PCT 08 Audio Vault, a blast from the past. So get ready for that. And Mags will be reviewing the book. Finding Everett Roos by David Roberts. Good book. And I can't wait to talk about it because both P.O.D. and I have, have have delved in a little bit. No? I maybe like dipped my toenail in okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Delved in. And you, you'll be getting your standard beer of the month segments. Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. Ask a She Hiker with P.O.D. And Trail of the Month with Pepper this month in studio. All right. So let's get right into it. You know what time it is. That's right. It's time for Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. What do you got, DiLo? We actually have three beers of the month here tonight. The first one... Whoa. That, yeah, that's heavy, right? I'm going to get wasted. <laughs> oh, and we should actually give a shout-out. Our, our beer was sponsored today by Dave from Littleton, Colorado. Helltown. We want to thank Dave for covering the cost of our beer. Um, he recommended Odell's Mercenary Double IPA, which we have in studio. That is our first beer of the month. We have the Mercenary Double IPA. Mercenary. It's no. a hard thing to say, but it's not no, mercenary. It's, not. it's actually named after the hops, a, a type of hop that's uh, prevalent, oh, really? prevalent in this hop-heavy double IPA, Okay, which is uh, really quite flavorful. I think somebody said that they felt that they were drinking weed when they uh, <laughs> drank this beer. And, and that's true because hops and marijuana are actually closely related together. How would, would you know so. anything yeah, about that? So. Uh, well, actually, I only know that because um, a friend of mine's stepfather, who has passed away many years ago, was a home brewer. And they grew hops. And I remarked that the hops looked like marijuana. And his mother told me that they were related. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can yeah. T- okay. You yeah. can tell by looking at them yeah, they are. that they are related. Yeah. So that's it's like Mags and Dilo. Obviously, they're related. <laughs> right. So that's our first beer of the month. Our second beer of the month. Yeah. What else do we have down there? <clears throat> we have the Funk Works Saison. Ooh. It's wow. really good. Yeah. That's another Colorado beer from the Funk mm-hmm. Works Brewery, which is fairly recent. They just came out probably the second half of this year. They're, they're up in Fort Collins. They're up in Fort Collins. And our third beer of the month. This is Whoa. crazy, people. Three, three different beers. breweries, man. Oh. We actually have four. Four. We have four. Four. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So our third beer of the month. Come on! Don't you have these memorized? No, what's, I don't. I don't really on? what I bought. Uh, Tank Seven Farmhouse Ale. <gasps> this is from <gasps> Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. What? Wow. That's Why right. is there a non-Colorado beer? Yeah. Yeah. What are Why? you doing? Like, it's supposed hey, to be Colorado. What, what, oh. are you, what are you doing, Well, I bro? thought it was Kansas, but it's Kansas City, Missouri, which is actually two states away. I'll, sh- yeah. I'll shut the show down, man. I'll shut <laughs> it down. What? I, I'm can gonna, I'm can gonna, we talk about skiing? <laughs> I'll shut the show down, D-Lo. Don't, make, on, don't make me talk, do it, man. Can we talk about skiing? All right. Okay. And then we also have a root beer from Mags. Please tell us where that's it from. It is from the Southern Sun Brew Pub right around the corner. For our friend Pepper here is and drink beer. It's a handcrafted root beer. But it is beer. It's root beer. That's right. Come root. on. 
root beer. And it's but it's got some kick. It's non-alcoholic, but it ha- you can taste the licorice in it, and it's just yeah. it's not like that overly sugary no. soda you buy in it's the really local. Really good. Group. So I mean, how do you like the root beer? I am three glasses deep right now, and <laughs> the suds are hitting. <laughs> I'm feeling good about life. That's heavy. But That's awesome. A, a lot of the breweries now make handcraft root beer, so if you don't want alcohol and want something really delicious, go yeah. to like a brew pub and get some root yeah, beer. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I had I the, recommend it. I had the root beer with dinner, and it was delicious. Dinner was delicious, too, I might add. Great job, the POD, for the enchiladas. Ooh. <laughs> awesome. All right, Mags, let's talk about your recent trip to Utah. What what went down? Where'd you go? Well, over Thanksgiving, I went to the Escalante Grand Staircase uh, National Monument. Nice. Red Rock Desert Country, really beautiful. It ties in with the book we're going to review. Southern Utah. Oh, yeah. And it's just an uh, extraordinarily gorgeous country. I mean, you're in these desolate plains above the canyon rim. You go into the canyon, and there's cottonwoods and streams and arches, and it's just yeah, very unique in this country. There's nowhere else, maybe even this continent, nowhere else like it. So but, did you do some hiking, like a couple of day trips? What'd you do? Overnights? P.O.D., what, you're losing it over there. What's going on? It's just on? really beautiful. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I was going to say something that's probably mean, so... I was just going to say if That's asked, never so, stopped you before. Yeah, never stopped you before. I was before. just going to ask if maybe you happened to find Aaron Ralston's arm on your back. Wow. <laughs> well, that, that'd be Blue John Canyon, which is... Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Nowhere near more... That's San Rafael Swell, right? It yes. may have flowed down See, the stream, though, by I now. know. You know, these things just pop into my head. <laughs> They're so bad. And that's why the Princes of Darkness, and we love you for I it. I know. Yeah. But it was Coyote Gulch, which is a classic backpacking loop. Yeah. And uh, popped above the rim and... Went cross country for a bit. How well marked was the trail? Um, there's no real trail, but Coyote Gulch itself is really well used, relatively so speaking. So, if it's not marked, how was the route finding experience? Um, Challenging, easy, moderate. Moderate. I'd say. Now, once you get to um, one of the trailheads, it's true cross country because no one goes back to the cars that way. Most people do a point to point shuttle, and that's true cross country. But if you have some basic map and compass skill and can identify landmarks, it's I mean it's open country, so it's super easy. Hmm. But again, it's just extraordinarily beautiful, and it's the petroglyphs and yeah. you know the the Moki steps from the uh, ancient Pueblos, and you see some cliff dwellings. Does the Hayduke go through there at all? It's one of the I think it's one of the prime areas. Where it, uh, it does confirmed yeah. confirmed. confirmed. Yep. And it's just true. It's a true story. It's near uh, given a geographic location. It's near Lake Powell. Rough. Okay. You're like a stone's throw away. There's a lot of history through there, too. The did Mormons. you throw any stones? I did not. I kicked someone trying to climb Tell up. us about the history. Well, there's... <laughs> <laughs> there's the... Oh, anime. man. <laughs> We've only got an hour and a half, guys. Come on. Brief history. Well, well the Anasazi are there. Yeah, starting at Anasazi times. Yeah, well, remember Mesa Verde I went to in September? Yep. This is kind of the outer edge of that civilization. There was okay. Anasazi going back to 1200s, 1100s. Wow. So yeah. So take us take us through the 1200s. (laughs) (laughs) In the 19th century, the Mormons came through there. Then Aaron Ralston lost an arm in the 21st century. So there we go. And now you're up to the present. There There it is. is. (laughs) Just a brief history of the Anasazi people in the Grand Staircase Escalante Wilderness by Paul Magnanti. And really quick, over Christmas break, we're actually going to Chaco Canyon, which is kind of the main trading center for the Anasazi. Is that where they make the sandals? (laughs) It is. Yes, is. there's right a factory there. down there. So I am a, I am a very cultured person, which is why I ask questions like this. Yeah, they make vibrant soul sandals in Chaco Canyon. <laughs> Anyways, Don't move. criticize it. <laughs> Great place. Recommend going there. Utah's awesome. It is. Pepper, what do you think of when you hiked through that section of the world on the Hayduke Trail back in the day? I would say it rejuvenated my 
lust for the long distance hiking. Oh, you just huh. said lust, ladies. I hey, hey simmered down. You know, I was simmered almost down. a burned out hiker, and then I, the Hayduke found me. Ah, that's wow. cool. Yeah, so, amazing colors, amazing scenery. Cool. Yeah. My question, though, Matt, for for Mags, how in the hell did you find time to read? Uh, 390-page book in one night while you were out on this trip. Can I answer that for him? Okay, go, Dilo. Dude, do you know what time it gets dark this time of year? Yeah. <laughs> 4, 4.30 p.m.? Right, and do you know how late like normal people stay up at night? At least 10.30? At it's least. Six hours of reading yeah. right there. And I, I went to bed hours. at midnight. I mean, I got so... You read this whole book in eight hours. Just I started about five, maybe six at night. I stay up to midnight to read it. And we're talking about Finding Everett Roos by yes. David Roberts. This that, is this is like a, a you could use this thing. You could knock someone out with this book. It's big. It's large. It's heavy. It's dense. Well, it's a paperback, so it wasn't that bad. Huh. Did Me, you carry it on your backpacking trip, or was it at the car when you read it? It was at the car when I was on my back. So what did you didn't read when you uh, no, were on your hike? I journaled. I think eight hours is the fastest known time from what I yeah. oh. <laughs> The reading of that book. And FKT, Mags. You, <laughs> you hold it now. It's been confirmed. And Peter Balkin lives in Boulder, so we'll run it by him. Yeah, he's probably the uh, governing body for that. All right, so Dilo, tell me about yeah. your monastery beer problems. Well, what, what happened? You know, I was actually just really late to the party. Um, which doesn't really happen to me too often. You were late to a party? Yeah, like I was sitting around at work at like 4.30, and then I heard that what was what's kind of known as the world's best beer um, was being released in the United States at a very you know limited release for to, to benefit the Trappist Brewery in Vletterin, Belgium, because okay. they needed to repair their roof, from what I understand. So they... Uh, so this West Vletterin... Yeah. Which is, in some circles, known as the world's best beer. I thought um, Pliny the Elder was the world's best beer. Come on. Yeah, these guys are, you know, they're, they're around a little bit before Pliny the Elder. Remember you broke you, you broke in front of 100 people to get that beer? I didn't realize that, but I did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I about that. Yeah. But anyways, so this West Valeteran uh, was released, uh, limited releases, maybe like boxes with a glass of maybe four or five bottles for $80, $90. What? To select liquor stores in the United States. There was one here, and uh, they, they had it at select liquor stores in Boulder, Colorado Springs. Of course Springs, they did. Denver and Fort Collins, just the, just the front, uh, front range metro area. And they sold out early in the morning. I believe people were actually camping out. Come on. People in the know, we should get in touch with our friend Scooby here because I, mm-hmm. he, yeah. might have, he might have picked some of this up. So, uh, camping Scooby, for beer. Scooby, if you're listening, maybe you could donate a bottle for next month's... Uh, Beer of the week, Heck month, yeah. beer of the month, rather. We'd, we'd be, yeah. and it's from Belgium? It's we, from Belgium, yeah. We could review, we could make one exception. Since we've we made an exception this month to oh, review I didn't, a Missouri See, I didn't beer. realize that we had to, it had to be Colorado beers. What, what do you, we're seven Where shows in, you didn't, come on, man. Well, still, this is your segment. I figure Kansas, Colorado, it's pretty close, you know? I mean, he's still reviewing Wild at Cheryl Street. I, yeah. uh, can we talk about that? Because I got about, I'm halfway through. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, D-Lo. So Let's... yeah, so that's my monastery problems in a nutshell. Basically, I was super late to the party. Heard about it at about four thirty yesterday. They probably sold out at about ten in the morning when they opened up. Dude, it was on NPR for crying out loud. But come wow. on, yesterday it was on NPR yesterday, right? Was, Correct. Yeah. So that's how they I was they late covered to the party. story on NPR. They did. What did they interview D-Lo? No. Oh. I thought you meant this story. <laughs> I can't picture D-Lo on NPR. That'd be kind of interesting. It'd be great. 
All right, so that's our that's our my monastery beer problems. Okay, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Well, why don't we give our good friend Squatch a call in uh, this installment of Scott Squatch Harriet's Tales from the Trail? Last month, as you may recall, he was live via satellite link from Weed, California. This month, no idea. Don't know where he is. But uh, let's give him a call. I'm going to play a prank on him, too. You guys watch this, man. I like that music. Hello? (laughs) Hello? Squatch. Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound, you're crystal clear, man. We're actually going to request you drive back to the Motel 6 in Wee, California, because their connection seemed to have been a little bit better than this one. Uh, I'm actually there now. I just scored some uh, nice smack. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So what, where are you at tonight? Where are we getting you at? <clears throat> I'm actually in the fabulous Porter Ranch, uh, California, at my uh, 80-year-old parents' house because uh, I make documentaries. Yeah. And, um, it's lucrative. Uh, yeah. It's nice to get the, uh, the two new uh, pups, who are uh, one of which, Charlie, just uh, went under the knife today, so he is uh, officially nutless. Oh, and, oh you, yeah. why'd you do that? Um, but I, you know, we ate it, so it's not like we wasted it. Uh, oh, um, God. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, no, we Stop did well it. because, he- you know, it, it calms them down. They're very aggressive, and uh, it, it's easier to get them on uh, Taiwanese porn sites. Hey, Squatch. Oh, cool. Hey, Squatch, did, yeah. you, did you really eat your dog's testicles? Like no. You, re- you did? No, okay, okay. No, just gargled with them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Hey, man, how's the video editing going? It, it's going good. It's uh, it's coming along. I'm happy with the footage. It's, I mean, you know, you know, it's kind of at that stage now where it's getting a semblance of uh, of form. So uh, yeah, I was happy with the new camera I used uh, this year, and uh, hope still hope to have it out uh, mid to late February. Mid to late February. Wow, man, yeah. you're, you're putting the pressure on yourself. That's two months, my friend. I know, dude. Well, see, you have you actually have a job. I. This is all I do. I, I uh, change my parents' diaper, and uh, they only have one diaper. They, they, and that, I have to clean it. Okay, yeah. And um, no, they're, my folks are doing great for 98. Um, hey, no, you, you should good. talk to Dilo about changing diapers. Dilo's, yeah. Dilo's having yeah. some trouble with I his son. I'm having trouble, man. Do you want me to what? come clean with, with you? <laughs> I can. So yes, just if you or just a link. So no, no links. My problem is basically <laughs> I gag when I have to scrape. Really? Yeah, when I have to scrape it out of the diaper, I gag, man. Dude, I could. I can totally see that. Well, baby poop is just toxic. It's like it is. You know, it really is. Whoa! You know, I got this like metal knife, and it's got like oh. poop dripping off it, and I'm like hunched oh. over the toilet. Yeah. It's like seven in the morning, man. It's rough, man. I'm gagging. You should try Gap khakis. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe gargling with dog testicles. Oh, I don't know. wow. <laughs> wow this... Well, anyway, I wanted to congratulate you guys on your attempts to clean up the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, uh, did anybody tell you we have a no belching rule this month? <laughs> yeah. Dude. That, that wasn't a belch. I think yeah. we had, well, I didn't get to tell them about our no farting rule. Oh. Oh, well. Yeah. Too li- well, we'll, right. e- we'll edit that Thanks out in too. post. So, Squatch, man. Um, <laughs> oh, oh no. uh, Oy vey. the okay, show's gone to hell. What are we? We're twenty five minutes in. Dog testicles, farted, belches, we're talking about dog balls, 
and and I, I think I think we're kind of you know heading to a point to to an even even bigger story. Squatch, there's yeah. a story you were considering sharing with us this evening. The Navajo uh, yes. shooter. You, uh, yes, considering you emailed me and said you're telling this story. Wait, let's. Hey, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, this is uh, uh, one of my favorite. Um, I've been doing the walk films between 03 and 08 uh this occurred in 05 this was up um in the uh, lake tahoe area south lake tahoe i think it was i used i think it was called the south lake tahoe inn and oh, a yeah. guy named ziggy ziggy ran it i remember ziggy remember ziggy he was like eastern european dude he was he had been on the um i got which oh the polish uh olympic soccer team when he was 16 years old that's right and now there was rampant speculation that he was running Eastern European hookers out of his. I, I, <laughs> I did not hear that. I actually no. I stayed in that hotel in 04 on the PCT, yeah. and I met Ziggy. I did not see said hookers, though. Yeah. He may have uh, been well, hiding there, there them. Were the, Well, let's put it. There was a lot of very beautiful, young Eastern <laughs> European girls like going in and out of rooms and oh. with, with price tags on. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So anyway, it was uh, that was a really fun year. Like Neighbor Jay and Chowder, and um, just just a just a good load of fun people that year. And so there's there's a bunch of us, batteries included, uh, Pepper Jack, um, uh, oh god, who else? Intruder, and uh, you know several others. Maybe about ten of us are on the on the top level. What what it is? You you go to this motel. And you're, there's the lobby, and then you walk up these stairs, and then you have like an open court, lushly um, laid out in astroturf, I might add. Yeah. And it was a really nice summer night. We're all sitting, I think, drinking beers, maybe smoking. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we're just sitting there, you know, having a good time, doing what doing what hikers do. And I notice just like the, this, this hat emerging coming up the stairs, like, but but it's like swaying. And it's like, it's like, well, oh my God, what, you know, just like first, there's, there's a guy hammered coming up those stairs and we don't know who this guy. And so this guy emerges, he's got a big wide brim hat, big Native American dude. Yeah. And I mean, he's actually acting like a guy acted like in a 1950s movie. If he was acting drunk in a Western, like real over the top. Okay. He's actually really that hammered. So he's just like stumbling and. And he just he just comes right over to the table, just sits right down. I mean, right in the middle of it. Hey, hey, how you guys doing? What are you guys What are you guys up to? And we're like, and we're just like, he was, you know, he was cool. He was just hammered, but he was totally cool. And we're like, oh, we're uh, we're uh, hikers. And Sax and I are told him making a film. We started talking about trail magic and all that. He's just sitting there, you know, he's bleary eyed and he's kind of weaving a little bit. But he, you know, he's pretty, pretty, pretty cognizant for someone that hammered. Okay. And, he, and so, so we're telling him a couple things, and he just kind of chimes in. He goes, yeah, I, have a, I like hiking a little bit. It's, it can be... <laughs> just like pearls. Just, just turns turn his head to the right and like sprays Pepper Jack. And, and then like without even hesitation, just looks like him and goes... Yeah, I've done about 10 miles a day at times. I, think, I mean, it was just, this was like very common for, for him. And so we're just like stunned. Because, oh my God, this guy just totally lurched all over the AstroTurf, Pepper Jack's leg. And it was like, it was like he, he burped at a, at a tee. Uh, so we just came talking to him. And so we're, we're all trying not to laugh too much. 
because we don't know if he's got a knife. And um, yeah. uh, all of a sudden, you know, we, and then we start talking about trail names. And, and, you know, I'm Pepper Jack because I like Pepper Jack cheese. Hey, I'm Squatch. Uh, I like, you know, I'm into Bigfoot. And he's like, oh, that sounds really good. Uh, you guys can call me the Navajo Shooter. <laughs> so he, call, he called himself the Navajo Shooter. He called himself. He goes, I'm the Navajo Shooter because I can... <laughs> <laughs> Squatch, are you okay? Are you okay? He, he, I don't know how he was able to do it, but he launched again right in the same general city and with the casualness. Oh, no. No, I, you know, I actually screwed that up. It's actually, we tell him the names, he throws up, and then he looks back and goes, and then after barfing, then he goes, You can call me the Navajo Shooter. <laughs> That's a professional. Wow. So just, yeah. So then um, <laughs> that was it for the barfing. And um, and, he, and he and he hung out for like another forty five minutes. Just made no effort to pick up the bus. <laughs> just there, you know. And then after the forty five minutes, he says, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm uh, going to go get some more uh, some hooch. You guys want me? No, we're good." And he just like exactly like you reverse the film. He and goes backwards, and then goes downstairs, and we never see him. Oh, that's fantastic. That's that's. It's now Pepper Jack who got spewed on. Yeah. Um, is that a he or a she? That's a, that's a she. That was uh, batteries included. Uh, really? My girlfriend. We're, and they're actually married now. Oh wow! Shout out to Pepper Jack. So what did she attempt to clean off the? Um, it, was, it, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't a full out um, like bucket spill. It was more <laughs> like, but but hefty peripheral damage. Oh. I think she's a pretty nice person. I, th- I just didn't think she wanted to probably embarrass the guy. Not that he could have been embarrassed, I think, at that point. But um, it was just <laughs> just one of those things that was so stunning. Now, that, Squatch, um, are Pepper Jack and Batteries included still together? I think so. Because I think Pepper's interested in a girl if her name's Pepper Jack. Yeah, oh. she would only have to change her last name of Jack to... Nothing. To nothing. <laughs> you guys telling inside jokes again. What is, I don't know what that means. Squats, we we've got uh, Pepper Sean Pepper Foray on the show this this week. I don't know guest. if you have you guys ever met Pepper oh, Squat Squatch Pepper. Hi Pepper. Think, hey, how's it going? We just met now. A lesbian? Yeah. Huh? I didn't what? know. Anyway, you know what? I, I, I was trying to follow uh, uh, Pod's. I never mind. Okay, so. Um, yeah, Pepper Jet. Yeah, they uh, they were quite a cute couple, and um, I, I think it took her three weeks to wipe the bile off. Oh wow! Okay. Well, on that note, um, am I, uh, that's really am great. I pretty much the bodily excrement guest? Is that it? I crap my no, pants. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, um, there's plenty of that that goes on when you're not on the air. Trust okay. me. Um, Fine. But but you do play a large role in that kind of you're, piece of yeah, the show. You're a specialist. You're, yeah, you're, you're a go-to. You're an expert, if I, you will. I think most of our listeners are probably wondering what you're going to come up with in terms of a bodily excre- excretion story next month, <laughs> to be honest with you. Really. <laughs> you know? I, I'm, I'm running out of excretments. No. Well, maybe you got a month. You got a month. You can maybe do something new. Yeah, yeah. and, and Squatch, yeah. I don't have any ideas for stories next month, so it's this is on you, man. You, you've got to figure this thing out. Okay, I will. Uh, I will scour the records, uh, and uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Merry and, Christmas. Uh, Ma- yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, you guys too. And uh, SquatchFilms.com. All right. Bye bye.
And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, another segment of Scott Squatch Harriet's Tales from the Trail. Mags, you look like you look a little pale. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna lie here. When we come back, we're gonna be talking about the results of the Win a Date with Pepper contest. Mm. We'll be right back. Rastafari, Ja. live from 5,400 feet above sea level. It's the Trail Show. And we are back live in DiLorenzo Studios. P.O.D., you want to talk a little bit about this contest sure, we had? Win a sure. date with so, Pepper. After we uh, featured Pepper two shows ago, there was um, a lot of interest among the she-hikers because they had watched the videos. Go Pepper. I know, Go right? Pepper. And like Get I said, I, I thought you looked pretty bad in those videos. You know, like haggard. So I was, I was impressed. But, you know, this Thanks. just furthers. I was just re, was reflecting on the fact that we talked about an ask a hiker question early on. And this guy was talking about trying to get trail tail. And should he get the new stove? And you, D'Lo said yes. And I said no. I said girls are more attracted to the burly, seasoned, stinky, like... Weathered and weathered. experienced and... Right. Wait, I thought girls were attracted to the guy with the new stove. But girls in Boulder, maybe. Okay. But girls on the trail? Okay. Not so much. Posers. Like, like, like on the open space trails, you exactly. mean? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's cool. So, anyway, there was there was a lot of interest around the uh, Pepper Paw. So, we, we did a win and date with Pepper contest. We announced it on our last show. And um, I can't actually read any of the entries because they're not appropriate for this Whoa. format. <laughs> oh my gosh, people. Can I yeah. get that in uh, private after? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, you can see those. Um, wow. Yes, so anyway, um, I don't know what to say about that. They, they, there were some entries, but they're not... Like I said, appropriate for this format. They're not family. Uh, They're no. like shades of gray it, it, for the yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much like what you might find in shades of gray. So, so lucky <laughs> poles instead of woven color. Exactly, duct tape. You wow. know, dental Whoa. floss and paracord. Ooh, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so um, I guess for those of you she hikers that could have entered an appropriate, you know, uh, post or whatever. If you will. You missed your chance. You missed your chance because Pepper's here now, and he's, although I, he is buying some land, possibly in Twin Lakes. That's so there, there might be a possibility for you to win a date later on with Pepper, possibly at his trailer up in Twin, Twin Lakes. Future CDT Trail Angel, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, and boy. Colorado Trail goes through this. You get the newer hikers, you can show them the way. Yeah, I can. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Show them the way with the duct tape. Lots of influence. So I guess um, you can put on a hiker feed. That's right, in Pike Meadowhead. Bobbing for hot dogs. Yeah, dude, feed people hot dogs. Feed people hot dogs. They would love it. It could be Twin Lakes Pepper. <laughs> then you could tell people twenty years from now, I'm in that book. That's right. He's got the coldest hot dogs in Twin Lakes. 
Oh, they're man. like half cooked. Oh, yeah, boy. exactly. Except they're fully cooked within the package. But anyway, so I guess Damn. as far as the entries that I saw, I would have to say that the, the, the grand winner was someone named Sarah from Facebook. Ooh. Um, Ooh. But I can't read her entry. Sarah. Is that um, with an H or an A in the end? An H. Yes. So I will. Uh, I'll, I'll read that entry to you guys privately when we're off air. But uh, anyway. Wow. So I guess the uh, win a date with Pepper thing. I mean, the girls that came forward kind of intimidating, you know. Wow. But hey, maybe you can come? handle that. If they only knew how like scared of she hikers I am. <laughs> 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 I mean, the term she hiker kind of has this like right. s- squatchy. It's like she ra. Yeah. <laughs> it's intimidating. Yeah, she right. <laughs> there it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she hiker. <laughs> that, that's how she speaks, Pepper. That's, that's right. That's what she sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, forget that Starship song I was singing just a little while ago. It has nothing to do with that, man. It'll grow on me, I yeah. guess. Yes. So. I'm just going to have to keep my uh, ears and eyes open for, uh, you know, the right she-hiker. I'll just send her your way. Okay. I'll send her the trailer. All right. It's Twin Lakes. <laughs> you know, uh, before we move on, okay. the best part I thought about the contest was all of the uh, feedback we had from male hikers on the Facebook <laughs> feed. I, I think there was a lot of jealous dudes out there. There were a lot of jealous oh, dudes. I don't want to cause a rift in the community yeah, i don't know man uh, you should check out that thread it was uh, yep. it got interesting real fast pod actually had to shut some people down <laughs> i did there were some inappropriate comments that were made and i deleted them yeah bitches <laughs> yeah that boy get some you can say that on the air right i just did yeah well, we don't have to bleep that out. Well, we could if we wanted, but we don't have to. <laughs> we don't have, we to. Don't have <laughs> to. All right. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Sounds good. Okay. Wow. Sweet. All right. So, uh, Pepper, it looks like you won a date, dude. Uh, with the she Named <laughs> <laughs> <And> Sarah. <laughs> Say that again. That's just so cool. She hiker. Oh yeah. yeah g- good luck, Pepper. My, yeah, I mean, my loins have been in a constant state of like shimmering the last month for this moment. Oh, well, be trust me, she's she's interested in going down that path. So I'll read you the entry later. Wow. <laughs> and wow. On, and on that note. POD kind of want to rub in the fact that we're about to fly down to the Big Island of Hawaii and do a little mm. hiking in Volcanoes National Park. That's right. We're going to do a through hike. We're flying out Christmas Eve. We're going to be in Hawaii Christmas Day over New Year's. And we're pretty much going to be camping the whole time. Yes. It's going to be great. No lodging. No. <laughs> we, we figured that the, the only way to make uh, another trip to Hawaii affordable was to... Not really have any place well, to it's sleep. it's not just that. It's not just that. I mean, the the camping there is so cheap and so easy. And, I mean... It's Hawaii's little known have, secret. When you have to stay in a hotel in Hawaii, it's kind of sucks. Because yeah. they're all in the same places, and they're awful. I mean, they're nice enough places, but they're all like... You know, you know what I'm talking about. So, do you guys rent a car when you go there? We yes. do. You do rent a we car. We got a mm-hmm. Bronco. We got a four wheel drive. Ooh. This go yeah. Are you doing some four wheel driving? Yes. There's actually You're do some mud. Uh, <laughs> uh, one thing a lot of folks don't know is that um, there's a lot of rural areas in Hawaii and a lot of um, natural areas that are only accessible by four wheel drive, unless you're willing to walk, which we are. We don't yeah. have any problem with that, but. There's also some beaches that are easily more easily accessed via four-wheel drive than by 
um, well, not accessible at all in a car, and um, you know, could be a thirty to an hour, hour long hike just to get out there. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Plus, there's two hundred eighty plus inches of rain a year on the Hilo side of the Big Island. Yeah, a lot of mud. A lot of mud, people. If you're in two-wheel drive, you're going to get stuck. You need four-wheel yeah. drive. So, What about leeches? I don't... You know, I've heard someone else mention leeches in Hawaii. Or, no, maybe that was you tonight in the car. Yeah, it was. I've, I don't know. I've, uh, we've been to Hawaii the past couple of years. I've never seen a leech. It's not to say that they're not there. I don't think leeches are that bad, though. You just peel them off. I don't know. They don't, like, they, spread disease Have you not seen anything? Stand Suck By Me? Force out. I know, but they don't, Come like, on. spread disease. You just peel them off. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but... Bleed if, a little bit. It depends on where they are. I've bled before. It's not a big deal. <laughs> what, have, they, you, have you been leached in Hawaii, Pepper? I've never been leached. Okay. And I don't want to be leached. Oh, I'm going to have to tell there, Sarah that. I mean, the, <laughs> Damn it. the lakes in Maine along the AT are known to have a fair amount of leeches, but I've never heard of anywhere in Hawaii having leeches. Yeah, I can't confirm that. So I'll give you a full report when we get back. How about that? Love it. So anyway, Pictures. There, there's actually still active lava flows on the Big Island, and mm-hmm. you can literally hike right up to them. So, P.O.D. and I won't get too close, but, you know. Close enough. Stay tuned to the, our Facebook page. We'll oh. throw up some pics. Oh, that's cool. You won't need to carry a stove because you can cook in that's the right. lava flows. That's good. Right. Yeah. Hard-boiled eggs. And yeah. Right. But we are. It, the, the other cool thing that we've done with Hawaii in the past is we actually send ourselves a box, general delivery, to a random post office somewhere in Hawaii where we're going. We send our trekking poles down, stove, pocket knives, all that stuff, just like we would if we were on any kind of long-distance hike. And it's cool. You can mail stuff, party mail. From the mainland to anywhere in Hawaii, you know, party mail, and it's the same price. Yep. And you don't have to fool with checking baggage. We no always just bags. yeah, no check bags. No fooling. No fooling, bro. No fooling. So I wish I had some ukulele music, you know, some luau music or something. If you're I looking don't. for that kind of music, go on to Pandora and look up Ripple Radio. It's oh, fantastic. That's good stuff. It'll make you think you're right on the beach that's with right. a mai tai in hand, getting ready to catch a wave. Yep. With no clothes on. That's just amazing. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe next on my office, I'm going to put on the Ripple station. Ripple Radio. Ripple Radio. And I'm just going to have a mic tie with my clothes off in the office. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, man. Do, do not try this at home, people. Or at the office. <laughs> it's like someone put a big turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Wait, let's check in with the beer. Yeah, let's see how we're doing. So I'm actually working on um, my second mercenary. Hey, Dave from Littleton, mad props for recommending this beer. This stuff is fantastic. Sure is. Thanks for... uh, And some of us have the Saison. How do we like the Saison? I thought it was pretty good. I don't think it's as flavorful as this Mycenary, though. (laughs) Mercenary. Mycenary, mercenary. You bastard. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, it's all When the are same we going to open the farmhouse ale? Because that's what yeah, I want to try. We can open that now. <laughs> Do we need a she hiker for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know what? This this would actually be a good time to bring in a little Noodlehead's top ten. Top ten trail pickup lines. Perfect. Number ten. I got a stealth side for you in my heart. <laughs> Number nine. Baby, your elevation profile looks fantastic. <laughs> Baby, we can make beautiful ramen together. Number seven, you're stacked better than a four by four at the Shaw's. Number six, I go nuts for hiker butts. <laughs> Number five, 
I took a shower today, and I'm all clean down there. <laughs> Number four. Perhaps you'd like to check out the Blue Blaze side trail. Down my shorts. <laughs> Number three. Hey, come check out the size of this dump. Number two. Did you know that I wear size 14 chacos? And the number one trail pickup line. <laughs> that giant rip in the back of your shorts is a giant turn on. <laughs> All right, thanks to uh, Angel Hair and Rigatoni Noodlehead again for an, a nice uh, top ten this month. We we really appreciate it. That one's it. good. It's appropriate, too, with the uh, given the uh, yeah. win a date with Pepper. I'm have, sure he's used some of those before. Yeah. I have ten things to uh, talk about now. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Sarah, apparently. With the Sweetiker. Oh, my God. You know what? We're going to have to get her on the trail show one night, and we'll have to see if her voice actually approximates what you're doing. Yeah. Like. If she sounds like Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Now we're going to get into a little PCT audio vault. So Wait, I actually. I want some of that. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Well, we got some beer. P.O.D.'s got an empty cup, so we're going to get... Pepper, how's that root beer going, dude? This sarsaparilla is going down smooth. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It is very good. It That's is, a, how, another pickup line for the she-hackers. Just out of curiosity, how much was a growler? Uh, it was 9 bucks for a growler of root beer. So that's 64 ounces. Oh, oh, my wow. God. Jesus. I think I just lost an eardrum. Um, uh, listeners... Dilo apologizes for that heinous explosion that he just put right on the microphone. Okay, so in 2008, P.O.D. and I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. And um, instead of actually, you know, taking any kind of pen and paper journal or, you know, uh, text journal or pocket mail journal or any of that, I actually had a little audio recorder with me. And I actually recorded via audio all of my journal entries and what i've got today for you folks is i've got a journal entry from um the first two weeks of the hike and then one from the last two weeks of the hike and i want you all to listen to how freaking beat i was by the end of the hike so so here's the beginning of the hike when everything was nice and good day number 16 may 10th 2008 staying at the hacienda Nitro's house in Apple Valley. Miles hike today, 0.0. Okay, so that was a good day. I, high energy levels, I was ready to go. What was all that noise? That was walking you heard in the background. But I thought you said you hiked 0.0 miles that day. Walking and hiking are different. Exactly. All right, now, fast forward four months later. That's a heavy, listen, heavy thing to talk about. Wow. Dilo, listen, listen to how beat I was. Four months later? Today is... August 29th, <laughs> 2008. Sounds like Pepper. 25.8 miles today. And we're camped at 5-mile camp. And we are about 5 miles from Stahican. And I've got a really bad shin splint. <laughs> and a beat. Beat. This section is... He's dummy in. 
So there it is, people. Was uh, that was that the extent of your day's journal entry right there? That's all, that is all I could muster on that day. Dude, that's I it. Was. You were like, dude, I'm beat. And, and we I, had that night. We had a mouse that was messing with us, and we packed night. up all our food. It was not going after our food. It was going after Disco's shoes. Yep, all night. <laughs> and they smelled so bad. Yes, they did all night. He actually like wrapped them in plastic because they smelled so bad. We couldn't handle it. And the mice. It was all night. It was crazy. They just love the funk. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't I don't know. know. We want the funk. <laughs> Give, Give up that funk. funk. We, we want the funk. funk. Give up that funk. Soul Train Night. Woo-hoo. March 30th, 2012. CB. Get into it. 2013, I mean. All right, let's get right into Mags's review of Finding Everett Roos by David Roberts. So you were, ta- you were about to say something about the book yourself. Uh, first. Both. P.O.D. and I waded into the book. I got about 150 pages in, and I just, I'm out of time. If The next time, you're going to recommend a 390-page <laughs> book, okay? I, I need at least two months to get to knock you, that You up. couldn't read that on your Hawaii trip, dude? Come on. Yeah, but by then, pack. we're going to be covering something new. You don't have to pack it. You just put it in the mail and leave it in your 4x4. Four four. <laughs> True. Um, I, but, I, I actually didn't read the book at all. I... What? Four no, by four? I got it from the library and then I read. Is that um, a Shaw's reference? <laughs> no, no, dude. You guys Bronco. said you're renting a Bronco. Mm. I four read. Yeah. I read the intro or whatever, and then it's not that it, it was boring or anything. I just I read the intro and then, honestly, I've not had a second to read anything, like just leisurely. Pod, so. if it's any consolation to you, I am about three quarters. Through Cheryl Strait's Wild. <laughs> okay. well, Thank you. You know what's funny is that Pod read like the first page and then she said this to me. What are you girls doing up here on this trail? <laughs> why? Like, why did the book oh, yeah. make you say uh-huh. that? Okay. And, and then she came back with this. Screw the backcountry rangers. It's so weird. Wow. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> oh, over to Mags. Mags. So, now that we've been discussing everything but the book, uh, let me discuss the book here. So, the title of the book is Finding Everett Roos by David Roberts. Yeah. Now, really quick, Everett Roos was a very famous um, explorer of the desert southwest in the 1930s, and he disappeared. He did. He vanished. In 1934. Ooh. Yes. And most people know about him originally, myself included, because of Into the Wild by Krakauer. And there was a what a dozen-page chapter yeah. that told about the yeah. legend of Everett Roos and the parallels with Chris McCandles. You know, a young man went off into the wild, and unlike Chris McCandles, Everett Roos was never discovered. Right. So no one really knows what happened to him. Although uh, they thought they discovered his remains a couple actually, yes. like, what, three years ago? Uh, roughly, yeah. yeah. And it turns out it was actually um, Navajo, I want to say. Okay. Navajo shooter? <laughs> Perhaps. No, no. I don't think it was the Navajo shooter, but who knows? Maybe it was one of his distant cousins. Ancient Anasazi Puebloans. <laughs> Dude, it's ancient Puebloans. And Anasazi's the older. Yeah, come on, name. D-Lo. <sighs> Everyone knows. Get it right, man. God, I'm so sorry. But, you know, I picked up this book in the visitor center on my way back from the Coyote Gulch backpacking trip. And I did some more day hikes exploration after that. I was just so entranced by the book. I read it in one night at my campsite. That's, in, that's incredible to me, man. Uh, because the audio version of the book is 13 and a half hours long. Really? But granted, usually audio versions of books are read rather slowly. I, I've always been a fast reader. I okay. mean, I read a lot. I just love reading. But I just got really into it. And anyway, in Escalante, um, Staircase... The last known sighting of him 
was in the Davis Gulch, not too far from Coyote Gulch. Right. Same general area. And there was this signature that says Nemo, which is what he signed himself, because he was very, his came from a very bohemian-type family. That was his trail name, if you will. It actually was. I will. You will. Okay. And <laughs> Lake Powell, unfortunately, when they dammed the Colorado River, Lake Powell covered up that very famous um, oh. Nemo, so no one can see it anymore. Oh, no kidding. So, and it's, what's really interesting about that is, at the t- even back in the 30s, it was still a pretty unexplored area. And the only people living in that area were um, very small Mormon communities, so very closed-lipped. And there's different theories of what happened to um, Everett Roos, and that's part of what the book is. There's the more romantic theory that he just said the heck was civilization married into a Navajo tribe hmm. or a Hopi tribe because he knew both. Yeah. Or perhaps he, um, you know, where they thought they found this body on Comb Ridge, perhaps he died while exploring, still fairly romantic, out in the wild because of some of the quotes he said. Unfortunately, what probably happened is that he was killed by cattle rustlers. Really? Even in the 1930s, this is the middle of the Depression, cattle rustling was a big business. Yeah. And the federal government was putting out rumors on purpose that there was going to be lone inspectors checking up on cattle rustlers. Ooh. Um, you can see where I'm going with this. I yeah. can see it. And now, the small town of Escalante, there's still people around from that time who are still alive. Yeah. And they think, ru- local rumor has it that some of the local rustlers who's ne- actually killed them. What do you think happened with the, the bones, though? They've never found bones, teeth, nothing. Dumped in the Colorado River. Okay, so washed away. Hole gone. in the Rock Road ends right at the Colorado River. Yeah. It's not the most romantic or the most exciting, but it's probably the most realistic, unfortunately. Or maybe it was like a Fargo thing. They put them in the wood chopper. It uh, could be. You never Ooh, know. Well, they probably my, didn't have that. My personal theory is 30 or 40 years from now, we're going to find out what really happened when anyone remotely associated with it yeah. is long gone. Huh. Just w- like the Kennedys. Yes. Well, did we you find know. out what happened? No, but okay, the remote well, people are you, aren't gone yet. That was in 1963. What do you mean what happened? Wasn't it all about Lee Harvey Oswald shooting Jack Kennedy? Wasn't that, is there more to it than that? Well, if you're a sucker. Isn't there? Oh. oh, it's conspiracy theory. Max, if you're a socialist. Max, can I ask you a question? By all means, please. How old were you when you learned to read? Six, maybe. Okay. Why do you ask? Just because you're such an avid reader. I, I love reading. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. But I just was really enthralled by it, especially because the whole area was great. I think we're losing D-Lo. I think that's the first sign. This is pretty standard. (laughs) Anything serious, he he just zones out. Yeah, he he can't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) And he's back. And he's back. back. Okay. But being in that area and reading about it, and even to this day, it's still, in my opinion, relatively, for lower 48, especially in my opinion, a very relatively unexplored area. Yeah, and I can see how it was like super interesting because you were like right in that moment. Yeah, I remember I read um, the book about Frida when I was in Mexico, and um, I'd been surfing and I hurt my back, and I was like, it, I was really into it, you know. I was like, I am Frida Kahlo. That's cool because I, I need to find my Trotsky. I read the book uh, Fast Food Nation when I was eating a big hamburger at the uh, <laughs> Bob's Big Top restaurant in Colorado Springs. There, Bob's Big Boy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, totally. Cool. I, I know what you mean about being right exactly, there. Exactly, right it. in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah wow. totally. I got I got two things I want to say real quick about the book. A, I'm going to finish reading it, even though I know we're you know this is our one and only shot to review it. And B, the first 150 pages have really kind of painted him out to be a whiny little freeloader. And and, and actually, I, I wouldn't say that the author has painted him out to be that. 
his own letters have painted him out to be yeah, that. He was a 20-year-old. He'd be the equivalent today of a Boulder Trustafarian, actually. Yeah, a, tr- a trust funder, sure. But the difference is, because John Muir was kind of that way, too, the theory was maybe as he grew older more mature. So some of his writing was raw, yeah. but it was very eloquent, too. His personal letters were right. definitely, Mom and Dad, any more money. Quite literally, that's what he wrote. Right. But mm-hmm. you read his letters, he's obviously... For publishing, I mean, they were very eloquent and passionate and dramatic. Yeah. I mean, he was 20 years old at the time. Yeah, and he was doing, I mean, for a Trustafarian, he was doing epic trips on uh, that I, like, couldn't even fathom barely today. He was going out on burrows into, like, wild backcountry that nobody was going into in the 1930s. I mean... Completely unheard of. Even today, some of that area, I mean, there's, of course, there's maps now and, you know, websites. Even today, it's still, again, relatively unexplored and not super well-known. Yeah. All right. Have we covered uh, Finding Everett Roos by David Roberts? I, good book. I recommend it. I don't think P.O.D.'s going to get back into it. She, I think we lost her, as a matter of fact. She's thinking I, of surfing again. Yeah. You know, honestly... I really haven't had anything to drink in a while. I've been so busy. <laughs> <laughs> so the Saison is good. And huh? I'm actually on to the farmhouse. Oh, farmhouse is good. Farmhouse is very I'm, good. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and be honest about what I've been thinking about here, sitting in this room. Shikers. Here we go. Confessions. Uh, confessions on of the a trail long show. distance hiker. Get ready. Okay, people. so, Pepper, how old are you? Uh, 31. Okay, so I've been sitting here. Wait a minute. There was some hesitation there. I, are are I you certain? I don't know if she wants me- metric years or... Were you, no, were you raised by wolves? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll take God's years. Maybe yeah. he was raised by a... she <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm just... I was sitting sitting here looking over at Pepper and thinking, I bet Pepper's a lot younger than I am, which you are. And I was just thinking about all of the... <sighs> All of the hiking that I don't need your pity. Probably still going to do. No, oh, she's pitying herself. Oh, yeah, I was thinking yeah. about all the through hiking you're still going to do, and this thought kept coming into my head. Oh, don't cry. And the thought goes like this. Continue. <laughs> the thought goes like this. Why the hell would I ever have kids? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, people. So I'm like. Send words of encouragement to POD at thetrailshow.com. No kids needed. Let's hike on. So I'm like a form of birth control. Yeah, you're kind of, yeah. That's amazing. Wow. That is a pickup line. Hey, ladies, I'm a Trojan. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow, that's just, I'm I'm all overclumped. It's just... I've been distracted. It's you know, it's a little bit. There's there's been some drinking, so I'm kind of like you know on that theoretical plane. I love it when there. she does the show, people. If we could and, start doing this show like maybe weekly, I could keep Pod in this frame of mind, and uh, you know, there'll be no little Miss Pods running around. Exactly. I mean, Delo's got the child that is Leo. That's, that's good awesome. enough for this crew. Leo's and like a He's lot a of my kid. friends have kids, and they're they're so like they're so cool. Oh. But then I think about, like, I still really want to go, like, do some through hiking. You know, we're probably not going to have kids. So yeah. I, I, I sympathize. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. When we come back. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I got all nostalgic and well, weird. Sorry. When, when Sorry we, about that. When we come back, we're going to get right into the Great Himalayan Trail with Pepper. And we'll be back. It's not mindful or meaningful. It's the trail show. 
And now here they are, four hikers with 40,000 trail miles. Disco, the Princess of Darkness, Max, and D'Lo. And we are back. Remember, folks... Are you crying, Pepper? You can, <laughs> That's me. That's you me, guys. I'm sorry. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, at facebook.com slash thetrailshow, and on twitter.com slash trailshow, and also cafepress.com slash thetrailshow. Head over there tonight. Get yourself a shirt or a pint glass. Or a or, gift for someone else. Or some socks. P.O.D. Uh, <laughs> Delo's into the socks. That's fine. We like socks. Socks are good. I don't socks know if we good. actually have any, you, but you know it's really good. We got to mention. I'm sorry. Go so ahead. We read. We're not going to go into the details. Yeah. But we read the letter during the break, and all I can say is, "What is Pepper doing here? Yeah. Right now, <laughs> it's 40 minutes so to Denver. If just, he goes now, just to, just to clarify, to create some schema, if you will, for our listeners, we I will. will. Uh, there was a specific entry that was pretty amazing, and uh, it was not appropriate for the airwaves, but I did read it to the group, and man, Pepper's sweating. Yeah, I am still blushing it, in yes. many areas right now. <laughs> she, uh, yes, it's just, again, Pepper, what are you doing here in the yeah, studio? Yeah, what are you doing here? Uh, you I, need- he wrote with us, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry, man. I have two feet, though. Yeah. It's true. I don't think she's interested in your feet. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Let's she's get... interested in a lot of things. We'll just yes. that. <laughs> let's get right into Trail of the Month. With Pepper this month, we're going to be discussing hey. the Great Himalaya Trail. And uh, the reason Pepper is our expert on the panel this week is because he has hiked uh, a certain portion of it. What what section? How much? What do you got? Uh, percentage. My... <laughs> I want a percentage. I, yeah. how maybe... About a... Uh, I'm going to say a third of it. Okay. okay. Really quick, could you give a brief you know, overview of the Great Himalaya Trail? So there's kind of two parts to it. There is the the whole entire Great Himalaya Trail, which will be a 4,500-kilometer trail system through from Pakistan to Ooh. India. All right. Through we don't Nepal. speak kilometers, dude. We need miles. What uh, do you got? That's like 2,800 miles. Okay, now we're talking. That's so like CDT-esque yeah. 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 in so length. A little bigger mountains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slightly bigger Except mountains. Except you'd be hiking through Pakistan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom. I'm not interested in hiking through any you of the You thought Montana ranchers were bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, 2,800 miles for the, the... That's the entire vision. Okay. So... So it's not finished. Not finished. Uh, I went out and hiked the Nepal section, which is by far the most complete section. So what countries does it go through? Um, It'll be Pakistan, India, Tibet, China, Bhutan. Bhutan. It goes through Bhutan. That's sweet. Not everybody can get into Bhutan, right? Yeah. Lots of red tape. Yeah. Okay. And I heard the red tape just got worse recently. Like, you actually have to do guided hikes now? Or is that... At least in Nepal. Is that what I heard? That's what I've last heard is, um, like, Trauma and myself, we went independent, meaning we didn't have a guide for most of it. Yeah. And now they're they're switching that up. You have to have a guide with you. And I I think... uh, I was reading recently that um, to get into Bhutan, you have to be happy. (laughs) Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, you can't be unhappy, you can't be unsatisfied, you have to be happy. Don't criticize it. <laughs> okay, you know, yeah, okay. I bet if he met the woman from the last letter, he'd be way happy. I was yeah, just thinking the there same we thing. go. How can you pack her out so that you're real happy when you get to Bhutan? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's not ultralight. No, sir. 
<laughs> All right, so it goes through roughly five countries, 2,800 miles. Um, the section you did, you started in Nepal? Yeah, we went from the easternmost part of Nepal uh, on the border of Bhutan, okay. uh, Kanchenjunga region, all the way to the far west, uh, 1,100 miles to um, roughly the Tibet border, a place called Simikot. Tell wow. us about the resupplying on that 1,100 yeah. mile hike. Yeah. Uh, I flew over there with most of my food really? and bought some stuff in Kathmandu, bought some stuff in Pokhara, they're like the two biggest towns. But they're totally different strategy than I've ever done. Um, basically, would get to a road and take a bus or fly all the way back to Kathmandu. So it was like the... What? Fly? Yeah. Re- to resupply. To resupply. <laughs> because it was okay. not possible to resupply where you were. <clears throat> so, wow. This the is national dish in Nepal is dalbat, which is rice and lentils. Is and that... Nutritious. Glu- is that gluten-free? It is gluten-free. Okay. It worked out really well. Um, but that's all people really eat. Mm-hmm. And they cater to Western hikers by giving them cookies and ramen. <laughs> that, <laughs> so you'll... <laughs> what? Yeah, that's, that's what you'll find at a, a quote-unquote resupply place. Cookies and ramen. Cookies and ramen. And now, that would work for mags. <laughs> <laughs> that would that work, work for mags. Well, it would. Do they have any old bologna? <laughs> uh, yak meat would quantify. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Really what? chewy. Now, now, why would you say anything about bologna with mags? I, I ate some bad bologna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I, I get it. So continue. Yeah, I would say that trail is a whole other logistical beast. You figure out um, if you want to eat traditional hiker foods and not eat the same thing every day and not eat cookies and ramen. Wow. Um, you go to the extent of going back to Kathmandu. So how much would it cost for you to like get to... You know, random point X and then fly back to Kathmandu. Um, it's relatively cheap. Um, we only had to go back to Kathmandu twice <laughs> and back to Pokhara once. So you're looking at like maybe a ten or fifteen dollar bus what? ticket for like a four hour bus ticket. Bus uh-huh. ticket, and then maybe a hundred dollar flight. What if you wanted huh. to hike with a yak? Uh, <laughs> What if you wanted to take your own so, yak and put food yak on the packing? Yak? Are you referring to? I am referring to yak packing, <laughs> yes. which I know is big in Nepal. It's the latest craze in Nepal. <laughs> it is. If you didn't it is. Know. And and in the front range of Colorado too, you'll now see some yak packers. Yeah. Yeah. You know you can burn yak dung for fuel. Yeah. True so story. It's, True story. it's very um, sustainable in that manner. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. think it's better than llama hiking because you can take the yak crap to you heat up your dal and rice. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, how many how many miles were you guys laying down a day to have only gone back to Kathmandu twice? Um, twenty to twenty five. Over a day, a day. what size passes? Um, I would say most of the trails at about ten to twelve thousand feet, oh. and then a large portion of it is above fifteen thousand. Okay, and that's that's a good segue. So let's talk about the altitude real quick. So. I was checking out Trauma's book, Trail Tested, which is really cool. And there's a photo of you in that book Ooh, laying, to tell blasted. laying on the floor beside a toilet <laughs> in a hostel somewhere blasted. along the Great Himalaya Trail. <laughs> was that an elevation-related experience? That or? was my pre-trail warm-up. That was <laughs> oh, just that? getting acquainted with the water and the food. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that was my dysentery stint. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Did you go to a medical clinic at all? Or? No, I did not leave that floor for about 36 hours. Oh, oh wow, yeah. man. And what elevation were you at? Just out of curiosity, what was the hostel at? Do you re- recall? 
Um, that was in Kathmandu, so that's okay. at like 5,000 feet. So that's not too bad. So that was just yeah. straight food and water yeah, related. Yeah, that was... Oh, wow. So what do you water. mean? Do you just like... You just got used to the water? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely like bugs in the water. You just got to get... You know, there's a natural flora to the water. You know, I... So Mag's knows... <laughs> Magpie over there was just dipping zip. You know, I... Protein. Mag, like, you would love it. You it's protein it. water. I mean, it sounds wonderful. You drink the water, there's your protein, you're off to the races. Yeah. You know, I've always said that there's all these like weird diets and stuff that exist. I know because I work with all women. <laughs> and I've always said, like, if you could, like, bottle some of that water from, like, East Asia and sell it in the U.S., that would be, like, the miracle uh, East diet. Asia? How about the Great Divide Basin in Wyoming? Yeah, that's true. Much closer. That. Much closer. Much closer. Yeah. So it'd be the puke. Much more sustainable. It'd be the puke, crap, and purge diet. Yeah. Awesome. You can eat yeah. whatever you want. It's just going to come right back out. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That sounds great. <laughs> this, this has been a great show for bodily function. Yeah. All right. So, anyway. so back to the Great Himalaya Trail. You did the bulk of your hiking in Nepal. Yeah. Did you cross over into any other countries? or Not while I was there. Uh, Trauma was able to stay there for like another month, and he was able to head into India and cross India, which was another, I think maybe six or 800 miles, I think he covered. Wow. So was was this awesome. Through well, Kashmir? Uh, he got, yeah, like up towards the Kashmir. Uh-huh. Did he see any goats? Lots of goats. Wow, Many cool. Goats. The cashmere goats? Uh, I believe so, yes. Hmm. I've always wanted to see one Herds, of those. Yeah. He has a lot of good photos of, in his book, I believe, yeah. of many, many goats. Oh, cool. I want to see the yeah. little high heels. Like, apparently they have, like, like the cashmere goats. This is, like, an, an actual thing. Like, people are breeding them more for the demand for cashmere, and it's a problem because they, they have, like, sharp, pointy little high-heeled foots. And they're like trampling the, the the ground cover, and it's creating a lot of dust and stuff. Anyway, oh, feet, 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 tiny, feet. tiny feet. No feet. I would quantify that trail as um, taking everything you know about the big three in the U.S. and just taking it up like another level. Oh, really? Just it's one level. A little level? bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Just one level. This from someone who flew to another spot to resupply. <laughs> That's definitely how, taking it up another level. Pepper, how was the tread? Like, how was the trail? Was the trail easy to follow? Was See, it a nice trail? Single track? Double track? What was it? See, that's the thing. It's like Nepal is huge on trading, trading routes by foot. Yeah. People have been walking the country for millennia. Wow. So it's just, it's just, it is what it is. It's, it's on the ground. Trail. Yeah, yep. it's on yep. the ground, and probably some of the best maintained trails uh-huh. out there. Like, really? So it sounds like it's more of a logistics issue than it's huge lo- logistical nightmare. Which mm. is why you might want to do it with a yak. Yaks have the knowledge. Few people know that. Or you could just pack a bunch of crap on your yak. It's true. So, and what? burn your yak, yak crap. crap. Right. What about the ramen? Can you not eat ramen? I can't eat ramen. Okay. Oh, dude. Mm. So, like, for someone like us, if we didn't have problems with gluten and stuff, we could just keep going and just eat ramen and cookies. You for could. Which is conceivably uh, 1,100 miles. Which is self defeating, so, so nutritious. <laughs> which I think yeah. is what I did in the CDT. Just saying. Much. Just saying. And you wind up like Mags. You lose your hair when you're like 35. <laughs> <laughs> So, just out of curiosity, did you see any um, Nepalese folks actually hiking the trail? 
Uh, n- not for fun. They're either out <laughs> guiding yeah. or yeah. Um, just going village to village. So there's no signage. There's no like GHT signage or or emblems or anything like that. Is there? No, they're not. There's nothing marked on the trail. Okay, yeah. but but the trail the is ground. there just because that trail's been there forever. Exactly. It's basically like a CDT style link linking existing tread. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. Right. Mags routes versus trails. It's the future of three hiking. <laughs> God, there we go again. Well, I'm I'm actually um, I'm pretty interested in the GHD. I actually proposed it, and uh, I got shut down. So then that's when I started going down the child trail. I was like, well, if we're not going to hike the GHD, Whoa. I guess we should have That's kids. a lot of leverage. All right, um, <laughs> book booking flights tonight to Kathmandu. People, <laughs> I hear Bob Seger has a song about that. Just out of curiosity, what what's the average ticket price from continental U.S. to Kathmandu? Uh, I'll say from the West Coast, it's probably twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. <gasps> what nothing. one way or round trip? Round trip. That's not too bad. That's, you know, it costs us three thousand just to go to Frankfurt. What? You got ripped off, my friend. <laughs> well, I mean, for the, two, for the two of us, I'm sorry. Okay, so fifteen hundred a piece, R- roughly comparable. That's to Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah, I think Pod and I paid like twelve hundred a piece to get to Spain this summer. Yeah, I paid twelve hundred to get to uh, Italy two summers ago. So, so Pepper, yeah. you got a smoking deal to get that's to right. Kathmandu on that. That's what I that, do. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> no, that's that's smoke not bad them at, deals. That's not bad at all. Burn so. that yet, crap. So fly twelve hundred bucks. Walk a well designed tread. Fly around some more and rent yeah. a yak and rent a yak and Dude, have some ramen and rice and lentils. Yeah, if you can get through the logistics and the elevation, it's just walking. It's just yeah. walking, people. It's just walking. It's just walking. Isn't that, that kind of true of any of these long trails? No, though? it's not. What 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 trail is more than just walking? The Hayduke Trail. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What about the Continental Divide? The that's Grand just walking. Daddy. That's just walking. Just walking. The Catamount Nordic Ski Trail, though. Well, that's just skiing. Hey, man, I'm, I'm going to press stop. I'm going <laughs> to press stop. Wait. 300 miles of cross-country skiing through Vermont. All right, uh, that's it. Where's the stop button? I'm looking. I'm going to unplug Magpie's uh, microphone. Yeah. Let, let's shut him down. <laughs> so, right. great trail, awesome scenery, I imagine. Yep. The quote-unquote uh, motto of the Great Himalaya Trail is, one to rule them all. Whoa. A little pretentious, but yeah. maybe true. Maybe true. Wow. If you want more information on the Great Himalaya Trail, head over to www.greathimalayatrail.com. Or contact Pepper. Or contact Pepper. I think I know some ladies that might be interested in some more information about the Great Himalayan Trail. Dates and hiking, that's what I do. Pepper may be busy tonight, though. Oh, wow. Hiking other mountains. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to climb those peaks and scale those summits. Mm-hmm. All right. You know what time it is, people? It's Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. Dilo, you got some telegrams this week. Where's my music? Oh, you want a little You want a little Ask a dude, Hiker it's music, on dude? on the freaking schedule. Oh, there. All right. Thanks, Disco. Anytime. <laughs> Here we are now with Ask a Hiker. This month on Ask a Hiker, we have two electros. The first one is from Ben Browning, who writes via Facebook, Dearest Trail Show, I have been listening to your show since the first episode and continue to look forward to each new one. My wife and I have been hiking since we got married and have enjoyed backpacking that we can handle on a long weekend. We're looking to get into longer hikes and dream of more long-distance hikes, such as the AT, PCT, etc., within the next 10 years. As we get into longer hikes, we realize that at some point we're going to end up parking a car a long way from home 
then walking a long way away from the car. My question for now is how do we plan where to park to have minimal backtracking when we've run out of time for the current adventure? I mean, what is the best way to plan a section hike? I've read books on the subject, but have never seen this addressed. That's from Ben Browning, folks. It's called hitchhiking. I agree. Well, and to be fair, a lot of hostels would do shuttle services. A lot of mags, and I think you've taken advantage of that service before. I, when I, I did the Benton McKay Trail. The BMT. And the BMT. The, the, the BM Trail. The BM it, Trail. It fits with the theme of tonight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, but I mean, a lot of hostels will let you park your car for sometimes free or even very cheaply. There'll be shuttle service, especially along the AT corridor. Uh, corridor. <laughs> uh, lesser extent around, around the PCT. Continental Divide, you can still work it too, especially in Colorado. Here uh, in Colorado, like... well, go, I'm sorry, please go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. After... I insist. You guys are so courteous. Well, I... we, didn't, we didn't follow the hand signals we again. Didn't. We didn't. Okay. <laughs> D-Lo, I think you're D-Lo, right. D-Lo, go. Okay. Um, here in Colorado, one could fly into Denver, take the bus through the city of Denver to the west side of Denver, and then begin their Colorado trail hike, and then take a Greyhound bus back to downtown Denver and take a bus to the airport. So certain situations it's possible to make a round trip via public transportation. I see a lot of hands in the room. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to Mags, I think whose hand was uh, up first. Actually, no, okay, we're gonna go to POD, her yeah. hand was up first. I was just gonna say that yeah. a couple things. One you could follow Pepper's advice, which is don't section hike. Through hike. That's right. Through oh, hike only. Damn. And the other thing is that I'm pretty sure damn. that if you actually travel with Pepper, there's gonna be some uh she hikers. Yes. <laughs> oh my. God. That would probably help you out with rides. Yeah. Oh, that mags. That not gets just, into not uh, just rides to and from the trail, but rides. Rides. That gets into uh, some some hey philosophy from mags. I think with regarding rides. Talk to us about rides, mags. You've gotten rides from people before on your adventures. Uh, as far as <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean. Didn't you get a ride like to the the BM trail and back from the oh, BM yeah. trail or well, something? What happened? Tell us about that. Well, he said he gladly gave me a shuttle. He wanted me to write about the uh, the BM trail and you know other media and such. So right. I did. And so you got a ride. I got a ride. So if you're <laughs> if you're willing to write about the trail, Ben, then you might be able to score a ride. Oh, I see. Yeah, like you know that's Mags' style. Disco, no disco. Disco. Then you were first. Can I tell Ben about what not to do with the, as far as section hike logistics? Here we go. Yeah. Back in um, 2008, Pod and I parked a car at Spring Creek Pass in an effort to do a 52-mile segment of the Colorado Trail to Silverton. The San Juan Mountains are ridiculous as far as logistics. So what we did is we parked a car, we hiked 52 miles. We ended up in the town of Silverton to get from Silverton back to our car. Required eight hours of hitchhiking, and those were quick hitches, people. We had to hitch from Silverton to Durango, Durango to Pagosa Springs, Pagosa Springs to Creed, and then in Creed, the sheriff actually pulled over and said, what the hell are you two doing, Mike? And we told him, and he was like, I'll give you a ride to your car. He actually drove us from Creed like 45 minutes to our car at Spring Creek Pass, dropped us off. That's not the way to do section hiking, Ben. I can't recommend it. Do what Mags did. You got to get the shuttles. You line the shuttles up in, you know, beforehand. You, you get people the beer. They give you the shuttles. Everything's lovely. No? No, I agree totally. I would just say it's very trail dependent. Do your research. Yeah. Uh, find little guidebooks and websites appropriate to the trail. There's usually a lot of information, some more so than others. So do the research as trail dependent, asking the forums. And I think you'll work it out as a section hiker. Because not everyone can through hike. 
Oh, and oh, 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 D-Lo, D-Lo. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe just concentrate on section hiking the trails that are section hikeable. I go. think all trails. Great are. advice. It's heavy. I but think almost okay. all trails. Like the Great Himalaya pepper, Trail. Pepper, pepper, pepper. <laughs> Can I put a plug in for a future installment of the trail show? Yeah. Please, yes, yes. Um, just in hearing that you want to recommend people hitchhiking, I think you should do like a common courtesy etiquette of hitchhiking oh. for hikers, oh. just to distinguish like us from the riffraff. Yes, yeah. I us thought we are riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> There's some crossover. I mean, yeah. have you seen me in my trail look? I like this. Not just you, but D'Lo. And on that future show, I Hair will. Shirt over I will. Here too. I will uh, guest star with the ultimate karma hitchhiking story, but that's for another time. Okay. I, I, I got. I think podcast. next episode we. Should do a segment on hitchhiking on the trails. All right, and show I will, and I will highlight that segment with the ultimate karma story of hitchhiking. Yeah, that's a, and I yeah. have a great story. We, all, I think, we should all tell our best hitchhiking stories next month. Yeah, yeah okay. but mine, mine is going to top everybody's. No, his. In the world. I will verify. World. D'Lo has a killer. And you just got you guys just got to tune in next. Okay. Month. All right, on to our next question here. And I tell you what, before we get to your next question, let's go to a quick break. The Trail Show, less gear, more beer. Broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. And we're back. Remember, it's up to you to spread the word about The Trail Show. Head on over to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Leave a comment. But only if it's a good comment. That's right. All right. Tilo, we've got Wait. another another question. But beauty. Before, before the question, I think we should check back in with our uh, consumption here. Yeah. I'm actually Man, finishing off the farmhouse ale. That farmhouse delicious. is it's very delicious. good. I, I would say all the beer is good tonight. Odell's was good. Funkworks Funk was good. Yeah. Uh, the farmhouse is good. And... The root beer was good. Yeah, quite a yeah, good selection all, of beers. You know, if you were a smart man, you would just keep farmhouse at the house at all times. Even if you don't own a farm. Ah, mm-hmm. duly noted, my friend. Duly <laughs> noted. And thanks again to Dave from Littleton for uh, sponsoring tonight's beer fest. Yes, thank you, fest. Dave. Yes, thanks, Dave. L-Town. Beer fest. If, Give it up. If you or yours are interested in sponsoring a future trail show segment's beer consumption... Please head over to thetrailshow.com and hit the uh, PayPal button. You know, we're looking for the somewhere around the 20 to $30 range to cover the brew. And rest assured, your money be- will be well spent on fine brews. That's right. Fine brews. No swag beer here in the trail show. No, sir. No. Our second Ask a Hiker question comes from Kevin Babione from Gmail. D-Lo. First, I'd like to thank you for offering me up your basement studio as the center of the Trail Show universe. Yes! I've really enjoyed the podcast and look forward to more in the future. I have a question that might be appropriate for your Ask a Hiker section. What is the definition of a thru-hiker? A section hike is easy to find because it can apply to any trail of any length that you don't complete at all for all all at once. There has to be more to the definition of a thru-hike than simply competing a trail in one shot. For example, if I do a 30-mile loop in two days in the mountains of Pennsylvania and complete the entire trail, would you call me a thru-hiker? No. I wouldn't. There is, an, is there a minimum distance requirement? <laughs> Perhaps a minimum time. What about someone who starts the AT and takes a two-month break during the summer due to others' commitments, but then finishes the trail in the same season? 
If it goes to the next season, then they're clearly a section hiker. But how long a break are we allowed to take and still hold the title? We have a long trail running south-north through the center of Pennsylvania called the Mid-State Trail. It is 504 kilometers long. I'm guessing it would qualify as a through-hikeable trail um, for those of us who have no idea about how to co- convert kilometers. kilometers to miles. That's 313 miles. I'm guessing it would qualify as a through-hikeable trail, but then would an 80-mile trail. Now on to the Amish bashing that has come up in the last two episodes. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! I live near Lancaster, mm. PA, about 20 miles east of where Pepper grew up. In the heart of the PA trill, Amish. Trill. Boom. Okay, they probably don't drink beer, but I have seen them out on the trails. Several years ago, I was hiking the West Rim Trail in northern Pennsylvania with my daughter and an Amish family ro- past us going the opposite direction. There were six of them together carrying canvas rucksacks or external frame packs, wow. and the father was pushing an infant in a jogging Old stroller. School. I didn't take a picture, as the rule the Amish don't like to have their photos taken, but the mother was carrying a large cast iron skillet on the back of her pack with a huge wooden spoon <laughs> sticking out of the top of her pack. We wow. were in awe. So, enough Amish bashing. Although they are decidedly anti-beer, they are a group of people who spend time outdoors year-round, more time outdoors year-round than most of us. True that. Including backpacking and hiking trails. Lancaster is my sister city. That's the White Rose City. And thank you for that comment. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. That was really great. Well, Kevin, first of all, Delo's the only one that was doing Amish bashing. That's right. And I don't really hate the Amish people, dude. It's just all in good fun. And second of all, um... Yeah, Pepper really? got Pepper got pretty upset about your Amish bashing. I, on he page. Yeah. He's like turning green. He's about to grow purple <laughs> shorts. <laughs> He's gonna turn into a shiker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Trinidad down south has some of those operations. That's right. right. <laughs> you know, I, I gotta say, Kevin, I can tell you're from the East Coast because only East Coast hikers, I gotta say, get into the whole what is a through hiker, what is a section hiker. I mean, am I right? Yeah. I mean, and do yeah. we really need to talk about trails in Pennsylvania? Come on. No, no. Oh, 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 dude, please. Hey, I have a little more background information about that Mid-State Trail. <laughs> tell us. So uh, this tell. Mid-State Trail is kind of a big deal. Yeah. It's probably about, a, it's going to be part of a trail you probably never even heard of. It's called the Eastern Continental Trail. Oh, wow. Max, whoa, Max whoa, is whoa. all over it. Yeah. Whoa, 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 well, whoa. If you want to do that, you got to do the Mid-State Trail. Whoa, whoa. Boom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's a future through hiking rather than one designated trail. It's a combination of different trails. Whoa, and whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, God. No, but Don't I mean. Don't criticize it. You know, <laughs> as an East Coast transplant, I, I know the mentality because I'm from that, you know, Philly to Boston. It's you got to quantify, identify, and have certain rules. Hey, uh, can I throw this out there? Go for it, dude. The Ring the Peak Trail, 60 miles. I have through hiked the Ring the Peak Trail. I have been five with you twice. Times. I'm all, I'm five I've only twice. Times. So I would say, don't worry about what's a section hike, because I'm out there to hike and to have That's fun right. and do it for yeah. me. Yeah. And you know, are we allowed to use different languages for colorful phrases? You bet. Absolutely not. Vafangu. Just do it. Boom. Semper. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Somebody's had a little bit of tank house. <laughs> no, I've been drinking root beer. <laughs> no, I was talking about no, this one over yeah, here. Sorry, man. Oh, okay. Mr. Pro- Mr. Profanity. Yeah. Amish don't swear I was, either. I was just yeah. kidding about the Pennsylvania Trail things. I was just trying to get everyone all riled no, up. No, but seriously, I mean... I succeeded. Don't don't worry about what's a section hike, what's a through hike. Um, just 
do what's good for you. Use your own definitions. We're out there for ourselves, not for what people may say on an anonymous you website. Gotta, you got to think about trails as if you were an Amish person. You're not doing <laughs> it for right. anyone else. Yes. Just out there to enjoy. Carry your you know, cast symbolic iron sk- cast iron skillet and spoon. Carry yeah. your symbolic skillet. That's what you were going to say. Yes. Yeah. yeah, a symbolic skillet. And spoon. It's very heavy, Mags. A symbolic <laughs> skillet. <laughs> Pepper, have you done any, any of the Mid-State Trail? I was actually going to be out after Thanksgiving. I was planning on hiking it, but I had pretty bad bronchitis. Ooh. Yeah, and hunters are out, and yeah. they take that. That's, that's a religion no out there. There's no joke in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Understood, my friend. I bailed. You bailed. So the Mid-State Trail, huh? Big deal. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. one in Massachusetts called the Mid-State Trail. True. Yep. And it connects to the North-South Trail in Rhode Island. Except that Massachusetts Trail is probably like 100 miles long. Would that be a through? If I did the North-South Trail in Rhode Island of 80 miles, would that be a through hike? Sure. Is, is, is my 60-mile Ring the Peak route a through hike? No. It's... <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. I was, Sorry. But nope. it's a trail that I've completed... Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. P.O.D. and I hiked the Grand Gulch Trail, 21 miles. Yep. Is that a through hike? I actually have a 21-mile rocker patch. <laughs> <laughs> Is she doing well, it all with a Sharpie? Okay. You know, let's say you're a slow hiker carrying your symbolic cast iron skillet, and you take five days to do that 20 miles. Yeah. I mean, the Tahoe Rim Trail. It's actually 21 miles. Oh, I'm sorry. Please. <laughs> but, you know, the Tahoe Rim Trail, people have done that in five days. Three days. Uh, three days, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, so that's a through hike. So, yeah. So yeah. what if you take 21 days to do a mile a day? I would say quality over quantity. You know, there's oh, some really boom. good 100-mile trails out there. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, the John Muir is only 200 or so miles, but no one argued that it's not a good trail. I think that should be the standard. Yeah. I, think it, standard. I, think, I think it's very hard to say what a thru-hike is because it's almost kind of like on how respected that trail is, which is very uh, superficial, right? The JMT, 200 miles, well-respected, you thru-hiked it. 211. Ooh, right? Yeah. right? Like some 200-mile trail in Iowa, like you're not going to get that same respect. And who cares? <laughs> That's right. Because if you can just get a rocker patch. That's right. That's what it's really all about. That's right. Yeah. That's all I do is hike for the rockers. Me too. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, moving me on. Too. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. That's the trail of the uh, trail of the month. No. <laughs> Media As- Max's musings. No. Wait. Was that the Noodleheads top ten? Isn't 10? there another question? No, I didn't oh, want to. Okay. Do you want me to read it? I don't no, no, know. no, no, no. Never mind. It's moving on. Moving on. That's it. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Oh yeah, people. It's time for. All the news that's fit to read by veteran journalist Mags Paul Magnanti. And, Go. And this is really great because. <laughs> <laughs> Whack those vacuum tubes, Mags. Yeah. <laughs> Clean them out, Mags. So we're discussing what is a through hike. Well, there's a. Someone wrote us from the Great Plains Trail Organization. Oh, oh cool. And I gotta say, they have the most killer logo. Hmm. Did you see the logo for their trail? Uh, I don't no. know that I did. It's a, it's a bison. With, like, prairie behind it with a trail. It looks really cool. Sweet. I'd love to walk across the prairie with bison. Could I get a a pint glass with that logo on it? I'm sure he could. And I guess it's um, Longmont, Colorado is where it's based, which is, what, 20... Really? Yeah, yeah, it's twenty miles north of here. But but that's an eastern Colorado trail, correct? Yeah, well, Longmont's heading towards the plains. Yeah, it's still west of 25, though. That's true. But in any case, it's going to be goes from Canada to Mexico, apparently, 
It starts at Canadian Prairies at Grasslands National Park. Goes to Guadalupe Peak in Texas. But <laughs> Texas. Yeah. Do you love well, the Grasslands are go through Texas as well. Yeah. yeah. Get into but it. it's different, but I like I've been to the Pawnee Grasslands, the Comanche Grasslands. It's really nice out there. Yeah, so I just you, can't imagine hiking an entire season's worth of grasslands. But it's not just <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously, I, is that what we're talking about here? I, I mean, mean I, not to be little not to no, belittle these guys. No, and you know, I get but, it. Like I think I think there is beauty in like exploring landscapes that you're not exposed to all the time, but like an entire season of twenty one hundred miles border to border across That might be better for a plains. section hike, but they also recommend you can mountain bike parts of it too. Is there a website somebody can yes, check I would say greatplainstrail.org. Okay. I don't know. I just think it looks different with the history and there's fossils and this Oh, place. is there some history on this trail? <laughs> it might be a good shoulder season hike. Yeah. I don't well, know. I don't know. Like middle of summer with yeah. no shade. When you've had, when you've only got eight hours of daylight a day, that sounds like a great way to spend that time of the year yeah. hiking across <laughs> the Great Plains. Well, this is coming from a guy that wanted to do to like loop the the Florida Trail multiple times, right? That's right. Laps. Wasn't that your idea? You laps. just you guys laps? really take me seriously when I said I wanted to lap we take the Florida everything Trail. Everything Absolutely, you say seriously. <laughs> I put it on Twitter. <laughs> anyway, I, that means it's real. I, it just looks cool, and so maybe more of a section hike. Okay. So okay. we can debate what's a section hike versus okay. through hike. I think we already did. Next yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Moving on. So Continental Divide Trail Coalition is now an official nonprofit. Yeah, nice. So whoop, that's whoop. really cool. Whoop. You can check out more info at continentaldividetrail.org. Can okay. I get a what? It's just, you know, Disco and I were at a meeting for it. They're going to do great things, and it's really nice to see, you know, them coming together as a coalition. It's good stuff. Uh, speaking of which, on that same website. Oh, yeah. CDT calendars for sale. And I have a picture in it. POD has I was going to say, three Matt. of the photographers are here in the studio tonight. Because Pepper has a picture in it, too. What? what? Pepper? I didn't know that. Of It's a picture of the same ones here. Nice. Yeah. So, Congrats. some great photos, and it supports a good cause. And if you got to be in a cubicle, getting angry as you're working IT, you know, hey, you can at least look at the pictures. <laughs> so, they can get that calendar on the website? That is correct. And they have Christmas ornaments, too. That was just... CDTC Christmas ornaments? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And, you know, because we are into faith household at the De Lorenzo residence, you can put it on your Hanukkah bush. Yeah. That's great. I'll have to get a Hanukkah bush. Yeah, I don't know. know. Uh, You already have one, right? No, I don't. I don't really know what what that means. (laughs) Dilo, Dilo, what's going on? I I don't know, man. I'm not the the Hanukkah guy. (laughs) What? I'm not. Okay. I'll come forward with you. My last name is De Lorenzo. I think there's any Jews in Italy? There's not. (laughs) There are. Yes. There are. They had a wonderful Jewish quarter in Rome with great food. But everybody else in Italy is not Jewish. That's true. Okay. Anyway. Very good. I was just making it. Not to get into the religion too much, but (laughs) Um, Italy is not known for their Jews. What about the bris, bruh? (laughs) Hey, we snipped it. Oh, God. Oh, let's don't don't get it. Beauty. Beauty, please. (laughs) Okay, bags. So, I'm going to put in a, a plug for my good friends here. I hike is available in Kindle format, also just in time for the holidays. Oh, you're so kind. It's a great book. I loved it. It, it is. It took it's a me a really good book. Let me tell you, it. I had to move mountains to get that stupid thing on Kindle. It was. You would think like actually getting a book to print would be a tough job. No, no, no. Getting a book to Kindle. It took. Uh, yeah, I lost hair, man. I I've got half the hair I did three months ago when I started the process. Anyway, it's on Kindle. Just head over to Amazon. You'll find it. It's there. Or iHikeTheBook.com. You know, my non 
hiker or wife, she loved it. So there you go. And she's from Germany. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just that, want to that, point that out that there's was, an international audience for the book. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, some, hey, it was more the fact that she isn't through hiking. She loved the book. So as of today, we've had downloads from sixty six zero different countries wow. for this for this podcast. People, does that include Get into that. states in the south? No, no, no. Oh. It does not. It's 61 and Texas does leave the union. But yeah. Disco... Well, that's to be determined. Disco, how many downloads have we actually had? <laughs> we're, we're knocking on 10,000, my friend. How do you calculate that number? Moving on. That's Moving good. on. So, this is more... This is even a plug. I just loved this website. We've been conversing a little bit. Trail Groove Magazine at trailgroove.com. Hmm. Oh, it's fantastic. You I like it. Check Trail it out. I, mean, it it's, I think it was what Backpacker Magazine was 30 years ago. It has excellent photos, excellent stories, what I call real-world gear reviews. Not this person paid us a lot of money to feature it. It's more, hey, this works really well. Check it out. It's just an amazing online magazine. Just the best way of describing it. The photo content is primo, and the writing's really good too. I mean, yeah. it's just trail groove. Trail groove. I I love. It. I can't wait for the next episode. And they're on issue. they're on Twitter too. So check them out. Yeah, and this is more of a thanks for simplicity. Another donor. Simplicity, uh, you know the Grand Champion Trail guy. Big ups, Brett Tucker. He uh, liked what we said. It was a great trail, and he kicked with some money. Hey, we thank you. He has a good name. Simplicity. And no, Brett Tucker. Brett Tucker. Both it's a cool good. name. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And just a side note, I've been emailing with him a little bit. I'm going to do a two to 300-mile section of the Grand Enchantment Trail starting in April. Awesome. Starting from Phoenix, heading east. Yay. I'm very jealous. I'm so happy for you. I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> this might be a sore topic, so let's move on, Mags. Our last news item, and Disco's going to love this one. So there's a new backcountry ski hut in Berthoud Pass. Right. Yeah! No! Uh, I'm shutting it down. <laughs> no, yeah! It's not too far from the CDT, though. They have a day-use area. Ooh. So it's open during the summer, so it's the Broom Hut, Bryn Hut Association, near Berthoud Pass. And it has a day-use room. It's an historic area where a hut used to be. It's not right on the CDT, so if you're an enterprising you know, hiker, you make your own route, you can go to it. That would have been really useful to me in 2006 when I had my first panic attack of my life up around Berthoud Pass. And I remember you hiked the back country trails to get to Winter Park, right? You would have gone right by it. Oh. So it's where it's hmm. located. And it's, I know, block your ears, Disco. There's some amazing backcountry skiing at Berthoud Pass. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that's my. Le- it just announced today that they're taking hut reservations. So there you go. Let's <laughs> go. Oh, wow. backcountry skiing. All right. That, I'm, I'm going to start texting like D'Lo at this point. I know, right? I'm, not but, texting. I'm capturing uh, history, memorabilia of this night's trip. History, yeah. history in the making. But that was my last news item. But you know, we've have been asked to do more gear reviews. So we're going to do another gear review tonight. Okay, what is it? I hey, think it was actually Delo's oh, idea. Oh, it was my suggestion, and this is a... Are we out of beer? We are out of beer. We have root <gasps> beer. We have root beer. So maybe we've got to wind... Some, you should have some root beer, actually. Should we wind down the oh, show, God. or should we get some more beer? Uh, let's wind down the show with a gear review. Okay, yeah. so this is a uh, this is a Delo-suggested gear review based on a piece of gear that Paul Mags Magnanti... What, what, what was his name again? <laughs> you make it English. Paul Mags Magianti. <laughs> Don't criticize it. <laughs> Has used just and I have been in awe. Mild. I have mild. been in awe 
at this sheer piece of gear that he has used. It's just blown me away that he has used this thing throughout the years. Um, and it's so functional, yet so light. Trashy. I'm intrigued. Max? <laughs> it's my ultralight pot cover. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tell us more. You take a thrift store pot, get rid of the lid, use a piece of tin foil. Oh, we're talking about aluminum foil here. That's yes. our gear review. Ah, oh, fantastic. Uh, and it's what it's. Wow, man, we're gonna rake in the sponsors with that one. Uh, who makes aluminum foil? Pepper. What? What companies? This was legitimately just in the crossword puzzle the other night. I will Reynolds wrap. Reynolds. Okay, if we've got a rep from Reynolds wrap out there. <laughs> You can email Mags at thetrailshow.com. He'll talk to you about sponsorships and uh, advertising. And uh, Hey, you can kick us 30 bucks. We could buy some beer for the next show. But it's light. <laughs> it's, it's functional. And if you're into conspiracy theories, you begin to attack. I, I bet you we could make cozies out of it. Probably. How many uh, layers thick do you go? About two. 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 two you do. I would think you only went one, but you went two. Maybe it's one. It depends. You know... PCT04, my my stove windscreen was two layers of actually um, generic Reynolds wrap, aluminum foil, made it the entire 2,600 miles. So, tin foil, it is the gear pick of the month, people. I like it. On my last Ring the Peak through hike, 60-mile trek around Pikes Peak and here in southern Colorado, I actually had an aluminum foil cooking pot. That's right, yeah. I made a cooking pot out of aluminum foil. It held three, water? Three sheets. Three ply. Three ply. It held water? And it held water because it was three plies deep. Yeah. Is that heavy duty or more? Three plies deep. It was, um, mm. yeah, it was heavy duty foil. Okay. It was the heavy duty foil. But I went three sheets with the heavy the duty wind. foil. Did you use the ancient art of origami to make that? <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, I actually, I spent a, probably a good month or two um Trying to come up with the proper design for that. Um, Did it look like a crane? Heavy when you duty, started? heavy duty aluminum foil pot. But after about three months of probably like two or three hours a day every night. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Three months of <laughs> oh, ring the peak trail. <laughs> no, three, no, no. This is this is preparation for my three day Uh-oh. ring the peak trail hike. I was no, up and the, down the Mesa Trail. No, no. Uh, making aluminum foil heavy okay. duty uh, cooking pots until I got it right. Yeah. I, I ate some bad bologna. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, anyway. tin foil, it's gear pick of the month. And with that, we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in today. Today's show is sponsored by the Trail Show Cafe Press online store. Head on over to cafepress.com slash the trail show to find all the trail show swag. You could possibly need, and then some. They've got coffee mugs, pint glasses, stickers, magnets, beer labels, hoodies, hats, and t-shirts, and socks, all with the Trail Show logo. We get 20% of the profits, which helps keep this show afloat. You'll be helping us while showing your support for the show at the same time. That's cafepress.com slash the trail show. Get your stocking stuffers now. And remember, you can always find us at thetrailshow.com, on facebook.com slash thetrailshow, twitter.com slash trailshow, and of course, the Cafe Press Store. Hey, we'll be back in January 2013 for a New Year's edition of the Trail Show, as long as the mind calendar thing wasn't true. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Delo, Mags, and Pepper, I'm Disco. We'll see you next month. Ciao. Happy New Year. Tinfoil.
like them french fried taters. Mm. 